You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. In the business world, especially in the marketing sector, there's a very popular acronym called SWAT, which is an abbreviation of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. A very common term that is used to identify things that could potentially be a hazard to a business, things that they maybe should look out for, assess, keep note of, but is a very common analogy used in the business world. But how about we spend that for a second and, and look at that in terms of ourselves? What are our strengths and what are our weaknesses? A lot of times it's hard to make a fine look at yourself. It's probably one of the hardest things to do. And it's so much easier for us to look at others and make judgments or statements or comments. But how often do we make assessments of ourselves to the point of intentionally looking at things that we need to work on or work through? And also identifying the aspects of us that is amazing, above ordinary, something substantial, maybe even eccentric that only you possess or something that you have such a reptitude of high margin of aptitude and performance or accomplishing something. I think that the SWOT analysis of us helps to build our character, helps us to, to cure the injured areas of, our, of ourselves that may or may not have had enough maturity or enough attention. And it could help us to further along in life and relationships and business and social, social arenas and family and even in areas maybe where we don't necessarily get along with people in different realms and, 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 and different walks in our life. But all of it, at the end of the day, is an assessment, a true analysis that gives us an opportunity to look at ourselves. Y'all know what it is. It's Monday. It's Sunny's Monday Motivation. Let's go. No matter the time or the season, we're open and available 24-7. Shouldn't your dealership be too? Carumba.com, the convenient online used vehicle marketplace. Register your independent dealership now. Identify your strengths and weaknesses. You were like, man, Sonny, why? Well, let me say this. Why not? We all possess strengths. We all possess weaknesses. We all possess areas in which we are conscious of things that we're good at. And I believe that equally, when we can be honest with ourselves, there's areas you know that you're not necessarily the strongest in. And knowing that yin and yang about yourself is so important. It's so powerful. You know, I think that a lot of times in society, People may have gotten the wrong concept or the wrong understanding of weaknesses. And sometimes the social constructs makes us think that that makes us less than or that we're lacking uh, to a point that it's egotistical to expose it, you know, that it, that it would actually injure our ego. Let me say that by exposing the area in which we find 
to be weaker or we try to mask over it because we know that it's not where we want to be in a certain space or place. And instead of finding ways, uh, maybe even mentorship that helps to grow that area, you know, a lot of times things that are weaker needs to be nurtured. It may need a different form of attention. It may need to be given another aspect of ourselves that maybe we haven't even built up enough yet to strengthen it. That's what makes it a weakness. And being able to understand that a weakness is only something that has not had enough strength built into it or enough attention to it or hasn't been uh, worked through. It's just like a muscle. You know, when when you uh, I don't know if you've ever broke or injured a limb or um, like I've, I've broken my thumb. I've sprained ankles. You know, I, I, I play basketball collegially and professionally. And so naturally I've had some, I've had my share of injuries, right? Just throughout my childhood, I've been playing basketball since I was really little, five, six years old. So, you know, I had a lot of opportunities <laughs> to, 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 uh, have injuries and to experience those injuries. And I'm going to just talk about my thumb specifically because that was such a painful Experience. I broke my thumb, my right thumb, which is my writing hand, my strongest hand uh, that I've known to, to do the majority of things until I broke my thumb. So then I was forced to do more things with my left hand. Remember, I told you I played basketball. And up until that point, I think uh, I was 12, maybe like about 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there when I broke my thumb. And so it forced me to have to do everything on the left hand, writing, pushing, pulling, picking up, uh, you name it, because that thumb was I, I broke my thumb at the tip of my thumb where it was considered your growth plate. So it was a possibility that I could have had a um a, a, you know, a, a deformed finger if it would not heal properly. Of course, I had to get it reset. So if you've ever had an injury of a, of a break, you know that that's painful in itself. So right where the, the, the um, knuckle of your thumb folds, when you fold your, if you were to take your finger and fold your thumb into your hand on the inside of the palm of your hand, that, that actual part of the, the knuckle is where my thumb broke. And I got, I, I can't begin to tell you the pain, but um, when the doctor reset it, you know, I remember him saying that, you know, we hope that we can, you know, reset this and it will continue to grow at the speed of what my natural hand size would be, which it did. Thank you, Jesus, it did. But, you know, that injury, which didn't happen on a basketball court, it was a freak accident. Uh, riding a bike and, 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 and hit it and ran into a dumpster, put my hand out and, 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 and literally slammed it into the dumpster at full speed. And it was ugly. So here it is. I have this injury and I have to resort to using my left hand. And even with that injury, I still remember dribbling the basketball with my left hand. And it forced me 
to use my left hand a lot more than I'd ever used it before. So what was a attention what initially was an injury in an unforeseen accident, it forced me to strengthen my other hand. I mean, I have two hands. We all have not all, but majority of us are born with, you know, fingers, toes, you know, if you're blessed, you have all your fingers and all your toes on your hand. And, you know, all of us primarily use one of our hands more than the other. But there's those people that either naturally levitate towards using both and they become ambidextrous, or there's something like may that may happen like what happened to me, you know, even as an athlete, it is not uncommon that as you start to progress as an athlete that you are taught or you naturally or you're forced to start using maybe both your hands or both of your feet. Because maybe what you're doing requires the agility and the ability to use both angles of your body and to move or shift your body in certain ways. So, guys, just think about how much, you know, we do in our lives from hobbies to jobs to, you know, chores, things that we have to do in our life that requires us to act or be or or say something. And. There's tons of areas in our life that we're required to do certain things. And then there's other areas in our life that maybe we want to do more things or there's something maybe we want to achieve. And a lot of times when we're doing things that are challenging us, that means that there's some area within whatever it is that we're approaching and looking at, maybe a little bit ahead of where we are or it's is greater than what we're able to do physically. Or mentally or emotionally, it maybe it make it maybe makes you stretch. So it makes you have to identify. Well, you know, I, I might be good at running, but I might not be able to run long distances. Maybe I can run short distances and, and, and run like relay races. You know, a hundred meter, two hundred meter, three hundred meter. You know, uh, run. You know, uh, racing. And I can run fast, but I can't run a marathon or do what we used to call cross country in high school. So, you know, there's things that you could definitely identify without question. Maybe you're afraid of heights. So because you're afraid of heights, it's hard for you to go up in buildings. It's difficult for you to fly uh, or it's difficult for you to uh, you, you know, get up on, on things that would cause you to, to come off the ground to a point that is uncomfortable. There's all types of things that I'm sure challenges the average person. Yet, how do you take the time to identify how you are in, 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 in conjunction to whatever it is that you know may not be the strongest part of you? Now, naturally... <clears throat> Let's just talk about me with basketball, for instance. So, I, you know, my finger heals, the, the break heals. I do still have, um, definitely you can tell that I broke my thumb. It's been well over 30 years since that happened. But you can definitely still see that I broke my thumb. When I put my hands together, you can see the difference of my fingers, of, of the thumbs and the size and the shape and the form of it. So... What ended up happening as I was healing, I took that cast off and naturally my right hand was way smaller 
then my left hand, my arm, my wrist, my hands, everything was, it almost looked like I was malnourished on my right, you know, uh, right arm from the middle part of my arm to my, to my fingers. And that, of course, happened because the lack of use. I was in a cast that constructed my movement. It did not allow me to move or to, to allow that, that injury to, to heal. So I had to sacrifice the ability of mobility of usage of that hand. Y'all get where I'm headed? So then the discovery of my injury and the effect of that injury made me have to look to my left hand to be way more than it had been challenged to be. Writing, for instance. You know, how many of us have taken a pen out of our normal hand and put it into our left hand? Now, mind you, it's been a long time since that injury did take place. But from that point forward, the ironic thing that started to happen with me, especially in sports, I started using my left hand a whole lot more than my right hand. Because most athletes... And I don't know. Now, let me just say this. Let me retract that statement because I haven't I don't have a law of averages, but I know that it's not uncommon that people are right handed. My my younger sister is left handed and I know that there's left hand people in the world. My lefties, I'm not no shade. okay, no shade at all. Um, But, you know, most commonly you find that those people are using the right hand. So if you write with your left. Is it legible? Can you can you even hold the pen up? You'll be surprised how hard it is to just hold the pen and put it to paper and make out simplistic words that you normally would write on your opposite strength of the strength of your regular writing hand. These things that is something that could be so simple for others may not be so simple for for those who are challenged in those particular areas. So identifying strengths and weaknesses to me allows us to better have a balance. And the more that you're able to identify those areas in which your strengths and weaknesses lie, it is just by far giving you so much essence of yourself. I think it is so much more important to be able to see and assess things about yourself versus somebody pointing it out because they had an experience of your weakness. Not to say that that does not happen. And if it does happen, that's okay too. But how about we take inventory of ourselves to the point that we can actually see it. And even if it's still showing and somebody speaks on it, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't give you injury to your ego, your pride or anything else. You can identify and say, you know what? You're right. I'm working on that. Matter of fact, this may be something that I, I, got, I need to look out and, and, and find others that may be stronger in this sector that I'm not. And I can lean into them or even maybe shadow them or ask them to be a mentor to me to help me improve that area of my life. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not. But is it a strong thing? Heck yeah, it's strong. It's, it's, it's something so much more powerful than I can begin to explain. And as we put things like this in motion, it changes the trajectory of so many things. Honestly, it, it creates opportunities and probably minimizes the threats. Remember the acronym that I shared with you in my intro of this podcast? SWAT, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. Now, I did mention to you that this was something in the business world, but it's very much an identifier for persons. 
for individuals that's here doing and mixing in the world as we know it. Because individuals move the needle behind businesses. Most businesses are moving and advancing based upon human behavior or human thoughts or human decisions or human suggestions or human opinions, consumer opinions. So if that is the construct behind a business, why would it not be the construct of us individually? You know, as we are advancing in this, this day and time, we're up against quite a bit of things that are happening constantly from a world, from a world's perspective, economically, social, you know, the social construct of how we interact with each other, the environment. There's so many things that is moving around us that challenges us or makes us have to be on our toes about things. So, I know for myself, I have had a journey of time of being involved with a multitude of things that would pull me in different directions. And my allowance of doing that weakened other areas of myself. It also developed a point of where it made me question myself more or even not trust myself more. How many times have you guys had something that was posed or put in front of you or maybe presented to you and you weren't comfortable about it. So you either hesitated or you haphazardly approached it or sometimes you don't even touch, you don't even do it, you don't even involve yourself, you don't even commit to it, you just, you let it linger. And because you don't know what to do with it, sometimes it starts building up this funnel or pipeline to where it becomes more complicated. You know, and it's and it's not to say that that's a good or bad thing, but most times it may not be the most comfortable thing. I know for sure, um, you know, we may take that attitude towards people, toward our bills, you know, bill collectors calling you ignoring them, but the bill ain't going away. (laughs) You know, everybody around here looking like the seven doors. I owe you. owe. so off the work, you bet to go. You owe. you know, Uh, Guys, I, I think that if we are to just continue to advance and just show up as our best selves, we just got to have these kind of conversations. I know you might be thinking like, man, how is this motivating? Well, if you decide to approach this thing based upon the conversation I'm having with you, hopefully you will find how this can serve you way down the line, like even now and, and, and forward into your life, into the span of life and decisions and things and that you'll, you'll do and approach and, and see. And I, I feel like uh, you want to have, you know, real conversations that make sense to your day-to-day being. You know, I could sit here and have a lot of uh, different conversations with you but are they serving you? Are they giving you enough oomph to look and take the magnifying glass and point it at yourself? Because in order for us to just continue on advancing in the way in which we want to, we got to keep breathing. We have to keep moving. We have to keep going at things. We're going to be challenged. We're going to be pushed back. We're going to you know, have things that's going to be uncomfortable for us. So in order for us to be a better person, a better companion or friend or, or social 
or, or, or co-worker or boss or teammate. We have to do the things necessary to advance ourselves and allow ourselves to be worth something to just not us, but to other people that we are impacting. Because we are impacting people around us just by sheerly existing and being here. We're taking up space. So what are we doing with our space that we're taking up? So, guys, I I thank you for having this moment. And, and, you know, a lot of times I kind of abruptly uh, get to the point of of conversation. And then I think it's enough for me to kind of put it out there and give you an avenue of discussion and an avenue of thought. And then allow you to kind of take it and have have at it as you will. And hopefully you find that you can make some connection to it and it will give you something that will forge you ahead and that it can allow you to, uh, you know, advance yourself and advance your career, advance your life, whatever it is that you know that you need to do at this place in time. I wish you the much success. So don't forget, identify these these strengths and weaknesses, man, and turn them into opportunities and minimize the threats. How about we we utilize the acronym in that way on our personal side? Y'all be easy. Enjoy your Monday and make the best of this week and make this week be the best week of your life. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Loudmouth.com, the number one small business online network. We're putting the word out about small business. Put your business on the referral network online that wants to put the word out about you. Thirty point seven million small businesses in the U.S. Creating one point five million jobs annually. Small business accounts for sixty four percent of new job creation in the U.S. Their strength in numbers. No matter what we face, no their strength in us. Because of you, we're able, we're capable, we're resilient, and we are available because we are small business. And together, we're the economy. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.